Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the Warhammer 40k podcast where you get to write the script. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the show and maybe even jump your story in the line, or maybe even read stories with me, or maybe you have a story you would like to read to me, head on over to Patreon at Lorehammer Listener Lore and check out all the cool ways to get involved and support the show. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the 40k podcast where you get to write the script. Hey, I'm your host, Mark, and joining me today, we got Choo Choo Trainwreck. How's it going, buddy? Hey, what's up, Mark? How you doing? Very good. Welcome back. Oh, it's always fun. Yeah, today we're reading another one you've written. We have read a couple of your things and I think this one ties in. Um, do you want to tell me a little bit about what we're reading and then maybe an episode they should listen to before this? Yes. Uh, so it's a... Uh, it's my first attempt at a narrative story based on my homebrew Space Marines, uh, The Seventh Sons. That's the one we did together. Where it's basically a, a long ass uh, lexicanum article. Yeah. And um, we're, that goes we're in like, my background. So I. You have this system and is like sent to a specific part in the. the yes. Some go to the army, some go to the, the factories, you know? Yes, exactly. And, and the, the biggest point on this one is. Um, is they're non-codex compliant and they have a unique way of um, putting the Primaris Marines and in, incorporating them into their chapter organization. And so that's what we're going to start to focus on with my, at least my attempt is, is to start focusing on that aspect of it. Okay, cool. Okay. Okay. Very cool. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to start reading here and then we'll talk about it after. This story is called to be or not to be. And of course it's by Choo Choo Trainwreck. The Overlord shook violently as it entered the upper atmosphere of Gadia Prime. The transport bay was dark for pre-deployment, but that really didn't matter for the occupants, even if they had not donned their helmets in preparation for the coming engagement. Sergeant Marlon sat fastened in his seat harness with his power glaive secured to the bulkhead above his head and bolter secured to his thigh. He sat motion like all his battle brothers. However, his mind was constantly in motion. His thoughts were conflicted and roiled with anger. What angered him was that he was not thinking about the imminent battle or the fact that the orcs had attacked yet another world belonging to the emperor of mankind. The sergeant was thinking about the last conversation he had with battle brother Volton, who sat equally motion as Marlin. Brother Volton had been assigned to the same battle company with Marlin since their induction as battle brothers over a century ago. They had both served with distinction over that time. It was only Marlin's actions that when their sergeant had been slain in combat by a green-skinned brute twice his size that saved the remainder of their squad. 
That was also the deciding factor in Captain Demetrius' choice to elevate Marlon to squad sergeant over Valton. Valton had recently crossed the Rubicon Primaris and was constantly trying to convince Marlon to do the same. He had argued that he is now better equipped to fight the Emperor's enemies and defend the Cairo sector more efficiently. Marlon had argued back that the day that to die on the table attempting to cross just to gain a few inches in height was the most dishonorable act one could do while... <laughs> okay, that's a good line. I like that. Um, <laughs> Marlon had argued back that to die on the table attempting just to cross to gain a few inches in height was the most dishonorable act one could do while in the service of the emperor. <laughs> A click sounded in his helmet, and Marlon knew without looking that it was Valton opening a private channel. You know I'm right. Valton said with a voice, that sound of an avalanche. You know you should be focused on the fight ahead, Marlon replied, hoping to end the conversation before it started. Yellow armored form of Valton sitting directly opposite of Marlon could have been mistaken for a statue had someone not been blessed with the ocular robe been watching for Marlin's position. Yes, it was a true that Valton was bigger, stronger, and faster than Marlin, but that didn't excuse the recklessness of Valton to run into the arms of the chief apothecary to gamble his life away. Death, death was the outcome for all space marines. Marlin had no issue with death or the eventuality of it, but the thought of not doing so in service to the emperor appalled Marlin. The heavy stack what is that word? Staccato? Staccato. What, what is staccato? that? Staccato? Yeah. Um, staccato is like a, it's a, it's a musical term. It's a pop, 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 pop. That would oh, be staccato. Okay. 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 <laughs> the heavy oh, staccato. For the record. Yeah. It, it's Malorn, not Marlon, Mal- but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> Marlin. Oh, Marlin. <laughs> Battle brother Marlin. (laughs) Roll with it, brother. You're good. (laughs) Oh, man. Goddamn. That's right. The heavy staccato of bolter rounds being discharged from the sponsor-mounted weapons left Marlin now that they were about to be on their final approach. Captain Demetrius had ordered the flight of overlords to strafe the target area once before the hammer bunker struck the drop zone. Two, maximize disruption in the ranks of the enemy. This tactic had worked many times before, and it was a wonder that the Greenskins didn't catch on to this and adjust. Then again, Marlin thought they, would be greens- they wouldn't be Greenskins if they did. Fulton was not, was not giving up. I can focus on more than one thing at a time. You just don't want to admit that I'm right. That is it. That is not it. And no, you're not right. The emperor created us and he saw as he saw fit. If he wanted us to be taller, he would have done so then. I am not saying that Primaris is heresy, but it is foolish to think that you need to be so-called upgrade from the Emperor's original design in order to perform your duty effectively, Marlin countered, his tone intending to warn Velton he was done with this conversation. Not for the first time did Marlin begin to question the captain's decision to adopt the philosophy of the Primaris and firstborn squad integration. The Seven Sons had long ago abandoned the Codex Astartes and its dictates, 
choosing their own path doctrinally. Although the chapter had adhered to the Codex for the first 1,200 years of it after its founding, the seven sons had long ago abandoned those strictures. And when the sons had been investigated 200 years after the rejection of Gilliman's Codex, the Inquisition had reached a determination of not heretical, much to the chagrin of the other successor chapters of the Imperial Fist. However, even chapter master Elazar had not forced the Primaris integration at squad level. Seated in the Overlord was the rest of Squad Marlin, also known as the Keepers of Eternus. In addition to Marlin, there are five other firstborn Marines and four Primaris, including Valton. Captain Demetrius had left the squad disposition up to the Sergeant Marlin, trusting the Sergeant to organize his squad as he saw fit. The only stipulation being that Marlin couldn't pull or it couldn't just pull out all the Primaris in one combat squad and the Firstborns in another. Accordingly, Marlin decided that he would split down the middle and see how well an even distribution between the combat squads worked. In his squad, he placed the Firstborn squad Flamer Specialist and another Bolter-wielding Firstborn paired with two Intercessors. The final composition of the second combat squad, which was led by Volton, had the Primaris Hellblaster and Heavy Bolter wielded by the Firstborn, and the final two Firstborn Space Marines with standard Bolters. For what it's worth, I think you chose correctly, Volton put in. To what choice do you refer? Marlin stated absently as he began to consider his first moves once on the ground and counter moves he expected to encounter from the Orcs. The squad disposition. There really isn't a right answer to it. Personally, I think the captain is wrong by forcing you to combine the Primaris and Firstborn at the combat squad level. It puts additional strain on the non-Primaris brothers and limits the full potential of us Primaris, Bolton said with no amount of arrogance. The cogitator of the sergeant's helmet beeped, and he saw that the hammerfalls were inbound, 32 seconds from the surface contact. Marlin didn't need to tell the keepers to prepare for deployment. Their armor's cogitators would have alerted them to the same information. Silently, harnesses were released, weapons were drawn. With his boots maglocks to the deck of the overlord, Marlin stood in one smooth motion. The servos growled at his suit's strength assisted the motion to, to such that it was done as if in zero gravity. Drawing his bolter in one smooth motion, Marlin rechecked his weapon, then locked it back to on his thigh. He then turned and took his power blade down from the bulkhead. It was a unique pattern, having a blade on each end, and it stood as tall as he, as he rested one of the tip's blade on the deck. Valton stood as well, turning to face the ramp. He had his heavy bolt pistol in one hand and his thunder hammer in the other. Marlon remembered that Valton had never liked the thunder hammer before his transition into Primaris, stating it was too cumbersome a weapon for his fighting or for his style of fighting. So, you are still going to insist on using a thunder hand over a sword, Marlin stated. Since I was granted the strength to wield it as if it was but a sword, I think it is the most effective tool at my disposal, Valton replied, thinking this was no way it could be wielded at the speed, even with the added strength he now possessed. Marlin guessed Valton was trying to prove his point. If you say so, the assault rack began to open and Marlin was able to see the ground racing past in a blur. Behind his overlord, there was three more overlords and three Thunderhawks in formation, all carrying the sons into the battle. 
missiles, las cannon beams, and bolters all fired at once, throwing a formidable volume of death and destruction at the greenskins. But as Marlon well knew, there was no such things as too much ordnance when dealing with orcs. Barking hard and fast, the overlord and its companionships landed amidst the 15th Hammerfall bunkers that were already engaging the enemy. Marlin activated the force Vox speaker and pushed the volume to max amplification. Lifting his power glaive and pointing it out of the ramp, he cried, Eternus and Tanius, death to the Xenos, came the return battle cry from the Keeper's Eternus. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Okay, so that's a pretty cool little story. Just some conflict, uh, verbal dialogue, well, conflict, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to stay away from the bolter porn at, on my first attempt. I wanted to try to do some character establishment right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we got the two main characters, basically. We got Fulton and we got um, who I, I now know his name is not what I said. but It's, it's not Marlin. It's, it's not. Malorn. <laughs> <laughs> but so I, that's I, nice. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> um and yeah we have like how a firstborn who's crossed the primaris who's now a primaris guy and now we got a pri- or a regular firstborn just chatting and like talking about the differences between why doing this and yeah so it, I'm, I'm their successor chapter of the imperial fist so, so you have pragmatism stuff going on that the duty is everything kind of thing yeah. and Malorn's point of view is you know hell he doesn't want to attempt it because we all know that unless you are a named character it's like a 70 like well fuck it why 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 change this isn't the emperor's design this is calls design so i kind of want to touch on that little eh, yeah. kind of angst between them yeah, it, it's funny because like all these little points that like they're saying back and forth. I know I've yelled at like my friends, they've yelled these points at me. And, like, it, yes. it, it's funny. Like, yeah, there, there are these points that even in universe people would like see like, wait a minute, like, should we really be touching anything the emperor is doing? I'm not saying you're a heretic, but. Yes, 
yeah. you know, and the whole thing of, um, I, I do appreciate that you appreciated my, just to be a little six inches taller kind of statement. That's my yeah. little jab at <laughs> That was primaries. hilarious. Yeah. It, it was cool too. How then like you also, you weren't just bashing primaries either or anything. Cause, um, no, that then like you, you had Vulton who is now wielding a thunder hammer with ease essentially. Yes. You know, there, there are moments where he shines through. Yeah. He's a little more arrogant now and he keeps, seems like, but you know, he's everyone admits yeah, that he is bigger, stronger, and faster now. Exactly. And the, um, so if you remember, if you go back to the seventh sons episode, they have taken, um, they break it down by each company has primaris and has, um, uh, firstborns in it. And they operate independently when they go on their crusades and stuff like that. So what I'm envisioning is this Captain Demetrius is trying to enhance it further and say, hey, let's go all the way down to the combat squad level and see if that works. You know, because they're already have deemed it, you know, the codex gets thrown out the window. So why not look at see how better to use it rather than just have a whole squad of Hellblasters or a whole squad of aggressors? You know, let's combine them. Basically, going back to the whole using um primaris marines as i don't know mark 10 armor and not primaris <laughs> having your squads be that way you know where they're got your heavy bolter guys whatever so that's yeah. how i was looking at it cool um yeah so i liked what you even kind of did with like so it's it's squad level now um there's like that drawback though with a primaris and a firstborn running alongside each other yeah it's true the primaris will have to slow down now and that creates an interesting dynamic where, yeah, you have these guys that are better, but ultimately they're only better individually and not necessarily on a squad base. Exactly. And, you know, I don't know if I'm going to continue with this along this, this story arc, but I want there to be some kind of uh, issue between the space marines, not to where they're, they're just running and killing all the, to the orcs and on to the next thing. I want them to have some kind of, Hey, does this work? Does this not work? And playing around with it. I mean, yeah. it might come down to it that, it, it doesn't, it doesn't work at all. So they keep it at only at the company level, they integrate not the squad level, they integrate. Yeah. 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 So right now the chapter master is literally just kind of experimenting. It's not even the chapter master. It's the fourth company. Commander. Oh, oh, just the, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's just out there doing his own thing. Um, and uh, I threw that line in for you that uh, Eternus, whatever the hell it was, some Italian word. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you, if you go back that word means undefiled. And in the Seventh Sons uh, episode, there was that one planet, the Agri World, Eternus, and it was the one where the Fourth Company basically sacrificed all themselves to stop the Space Hulk, and no Xenos has ever foot, stepped foot on that planet. So I remember nice. that episode, you had mentioned, hey, you should do me some battle cry, like whatever. So that was the high Gothic battle cry I came up with. Nice. Eternus Intaminus. <laughs> yeah, yep. that, that's super cool. I love that. Like, Yeah, like I was saying, like, that's such a like a proud accomplishment for them. So exactly. Yep. I love it. Um, yeah. And then the, um, the other thing is I wanted to incorporate co- the, the tactics of um, the seven sons where they do lots of hammer fall bunkers, drop it in and yeah. Yeah. In overwhelming thing. So I'm, I was trying to take the, the lexicanum article that I wrote and now make it narrative where it's still incorporating and, and having people go back and bring those elements back into the story. Yeah. While also bringing new concepts and new elements that you can't really write in a lexicanum article. 
Yes. Like, yeah, like it's hard to write about interpersonal conflict in a lexicanum article. It just. Yes. <laughs> Bolton was mad. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, <okay>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know they went on this green scan thing and it fired and they won. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a cool story. Like, uh, yeah, anytime you make any chapter nowadays, this is a questions that have to be answered. You know, are they primaries, first of all? You know, why not? Why are they? And, and you know what's funny is in even all the lexicanum articles, and this is the point of this story, is they either accept or they don't accept, or maybe they do the, the Rubicon or they don't, you know, because some chapters will say, I'll take the Primaris, but we're just going to let the firstborns die out. We're not going to try to cross over. Yeah, and so yeah. this is that I'm, I'm having my chapter address this issue. Yeah. Do they cross? Do they not? Do they let them die out? They, they've accepted Primaris. They say, cool, it's great. It's like getting a better gun. But do we waste our lives now doing this or do we just kind of let the firstborns die out eventually? Yeah. Do you know if GW ever wrote like an official number for like the success rate of the Rubicon? Uh, no, I haven't seen it. All, all I've checked out on the articles, it's a, it's a very low success rate. It's supposedly getting better as the Indominus Crusade goes on and it's supposed to be fine tuning it. Yeah, but, but um, e- even if it's only 25%, which to me seems like a probably a number that it would be around at, at least, that's one in every four space marines. That's a lot of, that's a lot of casualties. That's like huge scale yeah. war level casualties for them. There's a couple authors. I think ADB wrote one, um, the uh, Spears of the Emperor, which is actually, I highly recommend that book. Um, yeah. But they, it's used for, instead of putting a dude in a dreadnought, um the other option is okay he's gonna die anyways let's attempt to have him cross and if he dies he was gonna die anyways if he doesn't yeah. he comes out of a space marine that way you're not taking on that 25 percent success rate you're like hey this dude was dead anyways <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 oh congratulations he's back yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's so. a good way to to do it too but cool yeah, yeah. so i wanted to start the seventh sons on this little show. So you, you introduce these two, two guys. I don't know if my next one's going to be about the actual battle. It might be just after the battle yeah, uh, because yeah, I yeah. found it, I found it more interesting to write the dialogue and the thoughts of the two than it was to, and the overlords fired their staccato, you know, shots of yeah, the heavy yeah. Yeah, that kind of stuff. It's like, okay, yeah, we, we all know that it's there. Yeah. We all know the I, blood splattered on the wall. We get it. Exactly. Let's get into the, the thinking and, and, and what is it like? What is it? Yeah. What, what is, what are these guys actually thinking and doing? Yeah. So uh, since this is like one of the first time you've written, like, like a first person narrative or whatever, uh, did you enjoy it? Were there things you learned about doing it or did, what did you struggle with? You know, I, I was able to write this out in about a day. Um, and then mm-hmm. I have, I, I work with Jack. Um, he's the smiling Lord guy. I sent it to him for review. He came back with some suggestions. He's really good. Um, some editorial suggestions. I have another friend uh, that I kicked it to and they came back. So a lot of the grammar, I, you know, I can't take credit because I, I basically write like a freaking rock. Um, <laughs> so these guys came out like, yeah, you probably shouldn't say this or use the word overlord three times in the sentence. Yeah, you know, we yeah, get the yeah. picture. I so, think there was one um, or two sentences I, that kind of felt clunky, but it wasn't bad. And you know, it, fucking right yeah, it's tough yeah. 
It is. So. And I listening to it, I was like, God damn it. I I should have wrote, put a K so it would be no, not now. God bless it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> because, you know, Google says, well, now's a word, so we're not going to give squiggly lines. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's the, you know, make sure it's not all one sentence kind of thing. Yeah, uh, and yeah. I encourage other people to, you know, if you're trying to write this, you know, don't be afraid to reach out to, to friends or somebody that's already written or that you just that reach you out heard to anyone story. on the discord. Somebody will, exactly. somebody will do it. Yeah. And they'll, and they'll just come back and then not be too married to your work that you like, take offense to them, come back. Cause my one buddy, he sent back like 72 suggestions <laughs> in a two and a half page. I was like, damn, I suck, but <laughs> it made it better. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I, I had the idea of where I want to go. It's just the, this is literally my first attempt at narrative yeah. perspective writing. And I, I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, I love it. Um, I'm, I'm glad that you're branching out and trying a new thing. I, I haven't really done any of this kind of writing at all. So maybe now you've inspired me to give it a whirl. Yeah, you know, you can take your, your um, space crocs or aster or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. Um, crow, with uh, your space uh, guys and just pick up, you know, that would be a good, launching point for you know one of the librarian guys that's out on a little hunt you know just a quick yeah. little hunt yeah 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 you know I've, uh, I've been kind of painting a picture of a scene of them in a swamp around a campfire campfire eating the crotalids kind of as like this nice. like cage and cookout type thing but i'm still very much toying with some ideas here but yeah, I yeah, think just, you just, might have given me that push to actually write something down. So <laughs> there you go. Um, also, I have Malorn. I have uh, modeled, and I have and painted, and I have uh, Valton modeled yet not painted. Cool, Malorn. He had this cool, uh, like a Darth Maul weapon where it's yes. two tip, two blades on either end, and it's a staff. Very cool. Yeah, and it's got it. Um, I'll try to put pictures in the Discord of these guys, um, and then I for Valton. Um, I took the apothecary, um, model that they, that comes in like the death watch combat squad where he's like holding up the progenoid gland or whatever, yeah. or the gene seed. Yeah. And I just stripped it out. I put the big thunder hammer from, um, the death watch thing and, and gave him a big ass gun. And he, instead of standing on like a dead space brain, he's standing on like a, a chaos backpack. So yeah. you have to have something to look at. That's what I, and I literally, when I was writing, I had these two models in front of me. Well, okay, how do these guys talk? How do they, what does it do? <laughs> Who it ha- are you? <laughs> it helps. I'm telling you. It I helps. believe it, man. You're channeling, channeling the mini through you. <laughs> yeah. since, since I don't throw dice anymore, I might as well have my <laughs> dolls to play with themselves. <laughs> it's like that scene from Spaceballs. Oh, no, man. I didn't see you playing with your dolls again, sir. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Fuck. I love it. We all do it. We're all here for it. So very cool. Uh, is there anything else you want to share about uh, your chapter or will it be shared? In uh, no, it's story? just, yeah, it's going to be continuing on in the next story. Cool. Uh, we'll continue on to find out if we're going to break this down to the combat squad level or if we're going to, if it's going to be an utter failure. Yeah. Like it'd be interesting to see just like you snippet like a couple, three or four sentences of, of, of the battle where it's like, it highlights the differences between the two, between the firstborn and the primaris, where it's like the primaris vaulted over this ledge easily where the firstborn struggled. And then you pick something that the firstborn did that the primaris could, and you show just like in one or two sentences, a couple of the differences. And then you jump back into the yeah. narrative of after the battle where they're kind of dissecting it. And then it'd be interesting to see where, what they actually decide. 
Yeah. One of the focal points I'll be using is, is you've got the, the primaries are usually better, you know, stronger, faster. We got that cool. But yeah. if you're not a uh, primaris that's crossed the Rubicon, so you just have a, a straight up primaris, you basically have a guy who lacks the experience. So now you have a, yeah. the firstborn where they really come in handy is they've been around for 500 years to a thousand years. They yeah. know how to work as a squad and then when to break off as an individual and then go back together. Primaris are basically neophytes that are just bigger than everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Like even the regular firstborn has already done his scout training. He's probably already done like 20 20 years of combat service as a scout before he's even in its starties, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So that's another avenue I'm going to go down where, you know, you have a guy, you know, maybe one of the hell blaster, you know, just makes a dumb, dumb mistake, you know, and to have some regular firstborn has to come save his ass. Yeah. You know, that kind of a thing. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, I can't wait to read more. Um, yeah. Thanks for sharing this. Oh, uh, no, thanks for, thanks for doing all the reading. I appreciate it. Yeah. 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 Um, I, yeah. Here's to Marlon. <laughs> Malorn. <laughs> I guess I should have done that at the beginning of the episode. Hey, by the way, this is how you pronounce his name. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, okay. thanks everyone for listening, and uh, we'll see you all on the next episode of Warhammer Listen to War. Deuces. Thanks for listening. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out our Patreon page and support the show at Lorehammer Listener Lore. See you next episode. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.